Hey Church, I'm Josh from 3.30, and today our first reading will be from Psalm 146. Please grab your Bible. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those who help the God of Jacob, whose hope is the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the way of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Hello, I'm Vicky from Eight O'Clock Church at Neutral Bay. The second reading is Psalm 148. Please read along with me. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at his command they were created, and he established them for ever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and women, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens and he has raised up for his people a horn the praise of all his faithful servants of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, today we come to the end of our series, Though the Seasons Change, as we've been exploring the book of Psalms. And as we come to the end of this big book, we're not only doing one psalm, we're doing five psalms. You're welcome. The last five 146, 47, 48, 49, and 50. As we come to the end, let me kick things off by talking a bit about superhero films, namely Marvel movies, Uh, you know, Iron Man, Spider-Man, that kind of thing. Now, I know some of you might be tempted to switch off, right? You know, you see enough men wearing lycra cycling around the Lower North Shore, right? So it might not be your thing, but bear with me, right? Last year, I saw Avengers Endgame, right? Uh, it was, I, already, I saw it not once, but twice in the movie theatre, something I don't often do. 
But as I was sitting there watching this film in a movie theater, I mean, remember those, I was just blown away. I mean, because what you've got to realize is this film had 22 other films leading up to it, right? Each with their different storylines, but bit by bit pieced together to create the last one, Avengers Endgame. And there, at the end of that film, there's Captain America, all alone, facing off Thanos, the bad guy, with a big army. And then he looks to his side and sees through this magical teleportation kind of circle thing, all the other superheroes from all the other films are behind him. And he says those words, Avengers, assemble. Now, I don't often cry in movies, but I did share a tear in that beautiful moment. And it's kind of like the end of Psalms, where it's this triumphant ending, where all the themes, all the different characteristics of God come out right at the end with a big bang, a big bang of celebration. And each one of these psalms begins and ends with the same three words. Praise the Lord. So what we're going to do today is really three simple things. We're going to look at why we're called to praise the Lord, why we don't, and why we will forever. Let's kick off with the why. Those three words, praise the Lord, are very important. The call here in each of these psalms is not just praise. It's not one word. Because all of us by humans, as being humans, do this. We cannot help. We are rejoicers. We are worshippers. We are praisers. We find something bigger than ourselves and we worship it. We see this in stadiums, in concerts, around the dinner table, what we talk about. We praise something. The call here is not just to praise, but to praise what? The Lord. Have a look at Psalm 148. There again, it begins, praise the Lord, and ends with praise the Lord. And in between is sandwiched all the different things that are praising the Lord. Have a look. Verse, what is it? Three. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Jump down to verse seven. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and cedars, wild animals and cattle, small creatures and flying birds. I remember reading the Bible with a mate who, from a Muslim background, and we were talking about how is it that animals can praise God? How does nature praise God because he was saying in the, in the Muslim faith uh, animals and the like are whispering all the time praise Allah praise Allah you just can't hear it as humans but the Bible suggests something very different have a look at verse 5 of Psalm 148 it says let them praise the name of the Lord for at his command they were created see the Bible doesn't suggest that the sun and moon Birds and bats are whispering, hallelujah, hallelujah. No, no, no. By their very existence, by the fact that they were created, they are praising God. As the sun rises and sets, as the tides go in and out, as the bee makes honey, as the bird sings, they're doing what God has created them to do. And they praise the Lord because of it. The only creature on this planet that has a choice 
whether to praise God or not, is you. See, the reason you exist is to praise the Lord. Rick Warren was right in his book, Purpose Driven Life, where he begins his book by those words, life, it's not about you. Because God made you to bring him glory, not because he had low self-esteem. No, 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 the Father was delighting in the Son, the Son, the Spirit. They didn't need her. And yet God made us, along with creation, to praise him. But as it says in Romans 1, we chose not to worship the creator, but worship creation. To praise not the Lord, but anything else, sport, people, travel, pleasure, nature, self. A praise that was rightfully God's, we gave to what he had made. And I saw this the other day, you know, I was watching MasterChef and there one of the judges with a beautiful dish in front says, wow, this is why we exist. Really? We see it in other ways. We, we go on holidays and see beautiful waterfalls, amazing sunsets, great bushland, and we credit Mother Nature. Or we go on and on about how beautiful the landscape is, but ignore God. Do you know, if nature could speak, if the sun and moon, birds and bats could talk, you know what they'd say to us? You idiots! Why are you not praising the Lord? We are. Why are you thanking us, praising us? Why not give credit to the Creator? The meaning of our life, brothers and sisters, it's not nothing, it's not 42. It's not to have children or have happiness or money. The meaning of life is in those three words, praise the Lord. So will you join with creation? and doing exactly that. That's the why. What about the reasons why we don't? There's two really in this collection of Psalms at the end. The first is found in Psalm 146, verse three. It says this, do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. A prince, anyone who's basically someone we put our ultimate trust in, who we think will change things, provide for things, bring order, clarity, goodness, equality, freedom, whatever it is. There might be a politician, a musician, an influencer, an actor. There might be a pastor or a parent, famous or in your family. I remember talking to a mate of mine who the first time he could vote was the election between Howard and Kevin Rudd. And in his mind, he, was a, he believed wholeheartedly that Kevin Rudd was the answer to our nation's need, that he would be the one that would change this country for good. But I remember saying a couple of years in, after Rudd was elected, he became so disappointed because he believed that Kevin would be the saviour of this country. And he was let down. Now, might not be for you, Kevin Rudd, but all of us have someone who we think will save us, where we put our hope in, that they will liberate us, they'll bring us hope. But the reason Psalm 146 is don't trust princes, don't trust human beings, is not 
just because they'll more than likely let you down, but because of a bigger reason. Have a look, verse 4. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground, and on that very day their plans come to nothing. See, we praise them. How good is she? How good is he? But when they die, so does our praise. And in an instant, it becomes outdated and past tense. Now, it's interesting. The same could be said of Jesus Christ. I mean, so much rided on him when he walked this earth. He was going to liberate Israel. He was the Messiah. He was going to change everything. But then he too died. And his followers were so dismayed, so depressed. This psalm says, verse 5, though, Blessed are those whose help is God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. See, the key difference between Jesus and any other human being, any other prince, is that Jesus did not stay dead but rose again. See, if you want progress, if you want peace, if you want perfection, if you want a hope that does not disappoint, it can only be found in the risen Lord Jesus. All other praise will become awkward and outdated if it is not in the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus. The other thing that the psalm, this psalms bring in terms of why we don't praise is possessions. See, often we praise what God does not. What we think is amazing, God doesn't share. The other day I was in the office at church and I brought in a, sort of a collection of instant coffee which I'd got from the Woolies order. This is one of those sample ones. And on it it said, the only barista you'll ever need. So I brought it to uh, Curtis Smith, who's our gatherings and music pastor, who has high standards when it comes to coffee. But I said, hey, brother, look, Curtis, I've got something for you. The only barista you'll ever need, it's yours. Now, by the look on his face, which was something along the lines of this, he was not impressed, right? What I thought was amazing, he didn't share. The same can be said of God. Have a look. Psalm 147, verse 10. His, God's, pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight in the legs of the warrior. See, we often praise what we can see, what we, the looks, physique, ability, talent, success, achievements, what we like and retweet and share and go on and on. We think, wow, this is amazing. God doesn't think so. You know what God delights in? Verse 11, the Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Now that fear is not the kind of fear that an older, a younger sister might have her older brother jumping out of a cupboard, right? It's not that kind of fear. No, no, no. It's delight in knowing who's who and what's what. This fear of God is this respect and awe and sense of perspective that God is God and I am not. That He gives my every breath and determines whether I live another second. That He is the one who knows every star in the galaxy and yet knows me and everything I've done who calls the winds and the waves and the whales in an instant, who is powerful beyond comprehension. It's that, fearing God. And it leads to putting trust in His unfailing love, knowing that everything else would fail. That's what that means. Now, you notice in both these examples, it's a bit of a reality check. 
psalmist wants us to have. Because the, the call is to stop praising, ultimately, what's in front of you, whether they're princes or possessions, whether they're people or appearances. Stop praising what's in front of you. Now, the problem is not these things in and of themselves, right? We want to be thankful and encouraging and grateful people. We want to be appreciative. But often our praise stops short of where it's supposed to go. Say, for example, you were, uh, there was a well-known CEO. It was a billionaire, right? And she gave you a check, a check for a million dollars as a gift and saying, it's yours. And you took that check. And said, wow, thank you, check. Wow, this is so awesome, check. Wow, look at all those zeros. Wow, they're mine. This is a great check. And then walked away. That's often what we do when it comes to God. We delight and praise what's in front of us, but we ignore the one who gave it to us. We do not give credit to the Creator, and our praise stops short. So that's why, why we don't. But the third thing we need to look at is why we will praise the Lord forever. By the time you get to the last psalm in the book of Psalms, Psalm 150, something noticeably absent is missing. Let me read that to you. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the mighty heavens. Praise Him for acts of power, His surpassing greatness. Praise Him with the sounding of trumpet, with harp and lyre, timbrel and dancing. Praise Him with strings and pipe and clash of cymbals and resounding cymbals. Let everything as breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know what's missing, I feel? Is any of the reasons why to praise Him? It's almost, isn't it obvious? Just grab the nearest musical instrument and get rejoicing. Psalm 150 is a celebration of why would you not praise him? That we have seen throughout all these psalms abundance of reasons why we need to praise him. We've seen that God is a creator and sustainer, a redeemer, a protector, a comforter. He delivers, he helps, he shepherds, he reigns, he speaks. There are truckloads of reasons why we should praise him. So let's just praise him. And what I love about this psalm particularly Psalm 150, it is a taste of heaven. It is a psalm of the future where Jesus will return and take all those who feared him and put their trust in his unfailing love and will take us to that new heavens and new earth and there the praise will be outstanding and astonishing and out of this world. Did you see recently the video footage of the women celebrating the fact that the World Cup, the Women's World Cup was coming to Australia in 2023? I mean, they just ditched social distancing and were rejoicing and hugging each other. Uh, Ten years ago, my wife and I got married and I still remember the dance floor going off well into the night, celebrating and rejoicing. That same year, the mighty St. George Illawarra Dragons won the premiership and my dad was talking about the elation in that stadium as they had won. All of us have all sorts of experience of great celebration and joy, but nothing will compare to what is to come.
As it says in Revelation 5, there will be thousands upon thousands of people who've put their trust in Jesus and gather around that throne and shouting the words, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and praise. Praise, friends. It's the language of heaven. The other day, I was walking the streets of Neutral Bay and uh, my daughter was in the pram, Grace. And as we're just walking around the streets, doing a bit of shopping, she starts singing. You know, singing in the way a three-year-old does. She came to the words, God, I love you and thank you for my sister and for Bluey. And, and as she's just singing with all people walking by, my child taught this child of God the language of heaven to praise God that there are so many reasons to thank him for who he is and what he's done. Now you might be thinking, is heaven just one big singing sesh? You know, a never-ending musical? Because for some of us, that sounds more like hell than heaven, right? Now, heaven will involve music for sure. It is a good gift of God and we'll be giving it back, singing praises to him who gave us the gift of music and so much else. But praise is not just music. Heaven will be where we give rightful praise and thanksgiving to God for all the things he's done. I remember my dad saying to me when I was young, uh, I will go bird watching, which is a hobby of mine. And he was there and we're out in the bush and he said to me, you know, in heaven, James, you know, you'll be there for the thousandth year and you'll say, God, I've seen the 10,000 birds you created. I've seen them all. I've ticked them all off. And God will say, you know, I've just made 10,000 more for you to do, discover and enjoy. And in that moment, as dad was talking about it, all of a sudden heaven became more and more real because heaven is not this mythical, wispy place. No, no, no. It is like this world, but so much better, free from sin and suffering and selfishness. Everything that is good and yet will be in right relationship with God and praise him, delighting in his world and giving him the credit that is due to him. My dad also said something else. He said, so if that's your future, James, that it means every time you see a new bird on this earth, stop and praise him because it starts now. You know, in COVID, a whole bunch of people had the goal to learn a new language. You might have been one of them. And let's face it, you might not have gone past the word bonjour, but the language you need to learn is the language of heaven. And it starts now. It starts by realising your sin, realising that we've been praising anything but God and knowing that Jesus has saved us so we want to praise God for everything. Right? It starts there, but it starts by taking each moment, everything that God has given, and praise Him, thanking Him, delighting in Him. And it starts now. I heard it said, if you had a choice between broccoli and spinach, you might choose broccoli 
But that doesn't necessarily mean you love broccoli. And given the option between heaven and hell, we might say, oh, I want to choose heaven, because hell doesn't sound that appealing. But that doesn't necessarily mean you want heaven. Heaven is there for those who've been saved by Jesus and want to praise him, who want to marvel at him, delight in him, thank him. If you're not praising him now, it's foolish to think that you're ready for heaven. Because it begins now, brothers and sisters. Heaven is praising God, giving the right honour, and it starts now in church and out of church. It involves singing and words of gratitude. It happens in your mind and out loud, in small things, in big things. Praise the Lord. As I mentioned at the beginning of the sermon, we, we called this series, Though the Seasons Change. And as we come to an end, it's important to realise that though the seasons are changing, one day they will not. Because a day is coming when the seasons won't change, when you won't go through the highs and lows, when you won't need to lament or plead or petition with God, because there'll be nothing to be sad about, nothing to repent of, nothing to cry out for justice. One day, you will not need to say the Psalms that we've read through this series of Psalm 13. How long, O Lord? You will not need to say Psalm 32. I confess my sins to you, Lord. You'll not need to say Psalm 42. My tears have been my food day and night. Because the day is coming when Jesus returns that all you'll want to say is Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Because though the season's change now when Jesus returns and we go to heaven there'll be just one season and it'll be utter bliss it will be perfect it will be paradise and there you'll be in a perfect world with perfect people the perfect God and you will see Jesus and you will see the marks where the nails were in his hands, and you'll realise again how all this was possible. And nothing will be able to stop you from bubbling up and saying those words, praise the Lord forevermore. Amen. Amen.